This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making a better Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. So you with me on that? Like, when I looked, I saw nothing, and then you had them all, and I couldn't see anything. So I'm like, "Is there? did they drop, or what happened? And it's because this crappy thing uh, puttered out on me. All right, I'm going to stop looking at that thing because I got a lot of problems in my life. I don't need more. Thank you. I just wanted to clear that up. Anyway, just so fans know what I'm talking about, we have a machine in here that doesn't work, and it drives me nuts. And I'm going to crush it with my foot and stomp on it. Mavi, how many people do I want to stomp in the head these days? Uh, you, you know my hit list. About 37, but the list keeps growing by the minute. <laughs> Thank you. Did you have fun yesterday driving 20 hours? So much fun. Thank goodness I had the, uh, the NFL games to listen to. Oh, so that's what you did? You listened to the games? On the way back, yeah. The whole uh, way back from Montreal, I was just listening to the games. So did you get to what, listen to two of them? Yeah. Um, all of the first one and most of the second one. I got back around 7 o'clock last night. So I was listening to most of the second. And, and then was, when you got home, did you watch the end of it? Yeah, I watched the end of it. But at that point, it was pretty much decided anyway. It was late uh-huh. in that, that game. I mean, once once went down in that second game, I'm like, all right, well, this one's over. I'm just listening. So what was it like listening to the games, the playoff games on the radio in the car? I was fine. It kept me involved. But, I, you know, I can tell you I was bouncing back and forth between the broadcast and that first one. Because even though I love our boy PA, both broadcasts were so homerized at times. I'm like, after like 20 minutes of it, I'd have to switch to the other one just to get the other side of it because it was so one way. Although your boy PA does at least like every big play calls it excited like you used to do with the Thrashers. It doesn't matter if it was for New Orleans or for the Vikings. Like it was a big play. He called it big. But there was so you know the, the analysis of the plays was just so one-sided for both for either broadcast. All right. There you go. All right, uh, Derek in Southern California, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, Scotty? Can I get a cold one? Yeah, get him a freshie. This is unbelievable. The Pharrell above is flowing. Hey, uh, quick, what do you think about that line uh, uh, for the Chiefs-Texans? Well, I saw it. It's nine and a half, right? So, um, I, think, I think it's pretty accurate because, yeah, you know what? Texans came into Kansas City and beat them. In week six, but uh, there was no Eric Fisher. There was no Chris Jones. Um, Mahomes was hobbled. He had just rolled his ankle the week before, and then early in that game he rolled it again. And uh, Tyreek was on like a 45% uh, play call or play count. So it sounds to me like you think the Chiefs are going to blow out the uh, Titans or the yeah, Texans. I don't even think it's, it's going to be close. So blowout. That's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I don't. I think the guy. Uh, listen, I don't deny that uh, the Chiefs' quarterback is fantastic. Uh, there's no getting around that. 
And I think Tyreek Hill's incredible, and Kelsey's very good. And um, but I'm gonna just pretty much leave it at that. I, you know, I think the rest of them are, uh, you know, that I think the Texans can compete with them. I, I think that uh, Deshaun Watson is very exciting, and so is Hopkins. Uh, I've seen the Chiefs shut down Edelman, so I know they're capable. If they can shut down Hopkins, the Texans are in big trouble. But in the second half of that game with the Bills, Hopkins went off, right? He had like four or five big catches. And so if that guy has a – because the first time they played him in Arrowhead, he had a huge game. And if if that guy has a good game, um, I think they'll be in it. I'm not uh, not giving you this blowout. I don't actually think – uh, frankly, I, I'm not feeling a blowout in any of the games. And that, that's just me. Uh, James in New Orleans. Yes, sir. I'm going to tell you something you already know. Hey. I hope you don't get mad at me. Right. You've got a great show. You're very entertaining and very informative, and I like the way you talk to the two guys you got there. My the man. Way you interact. Thanks, James. Uh, you're welcome, my brother. Look, I do have a question later on whenever you get a chance about the LSU-Clemson game. Before right. Go we get into that, All go right. ahead. Go ahead, my brother. No, go ahead. You. Okay, the Saints. I just want to say why I think they lost. All right. Sean Payton knows more about football than I ever will. There's no doubt about that. But, look, he gets too cute at times, and he doesn't stick with the running game. They, of course, they need a wide receiver as well. Some owners get too strong influence with their teams. It's the opposite with Sean Payton. He has his way with everybody over here. But, you know, he's a great coach, but no one can check his hand. And that's the problem, I think. Yeah, I let me, let me, let me say this. Oh, don't, don't give up yet. You said you wanted to ask me a question about LSU Clemson. What is that? Right. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen, my brother? All right. Uh, James, good to hear from you. First of all, uh, as far as the uh, Saints go, I don't uh, – frankly, I don't agree with you that they need another receiver. I think they got him already. And I think Taysom Hill does a great job for them making plays, and I think Thomas is incredible. And I think their other guys make plays, too. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Saints. Uh, I think people are, you know, probably overreacting a little bit that there's some big problem with the Saints. The problem is they keep getting burned in playoff games and having these horrible crash landings. That's the problem. They've had three walk-offs in a row, right? So they got bad luck. If there's anyone that has, has that, it's them. Uh, as far as LSU Clemson, it's just going to be fantastic. But the fact that we have to wait like a month and a half for the game has ruined it for me. I just don't even care anymore that they're playing a week from today. It's another week. So kiss my ass. I don't care at all about that game right now. Uh, one lick. Maybe next Monday when I'm, you know, walking in here off of, uh, you know, divisional round games on Saturday and Sunday, I, I guarantee you that the talk's going to be about those games. And then... We're going to be talking about that game as it happens. But do I anticipate a huge buildup for that game on, what, Thursday or Friday of this week? No, because I'll tell you why. Last Friday we did a show, right, and the wild cards were going on, and no one gave a rat's ass about the wild cards. Carver, I admit it. We didn't have any kind of passion on Friday on the show. It sucked. The show sucked. You people suck. That's the bottom line. Zero. Uh, who got? Who doesn't get fired up for playoff football games in the NFL? And I've never. Did I not drive home with you on Friday and say that was the worst show we've ever done with fans? Yeah, you did say that. It was pathetic. You people are pathetic. Because uh, honestly, like I have my passion runs just like blood. I'm nuts. Like Carver High's doing a show on um, 
Saturday at Bobby McCann's. I was thinking, man, I'll bet that guy's so rowdy right now drinking Bud Lights. Someone asked me, what's, he's probably devastated. I said, he's pounding Bud Lights watching the Bills. You know, uh, I was screaming and yelling at the TV watching the game. I was rooting for his team, but I was rooting for my bet. At the same time, I was cussing at myself. And then I watched the game Sunday. I cussed all day. I go nuts. And then you people don't even get fired up for the games? Screw you. Okay, so don't tell me about next Monday's national championship game that takes a month and a half to play. That's a joke. The fact that I turned on the TV tonight and there was some Louisiana, Miami of Ohio game, I wanted to barf that there's some crappy college bowl game tonight that no one cares about. I mean, it's embarrassing, the schedule that they set up for college football. It's embarrassing. Flat out. I don't care what anybody says. There is no reason, rhyme or reason. What is this, the Super Bowl? That's what they're treating it like. Right? The two-week wait for the Super Bowl, that's the now the two-week wait for the national championship game. It's terrible. Forget about two weeks either because it was the 28th they played. That's longer than two weeks. It is. It was Saturday. Now it's going to be – we already had one more Saturday. Then it's going to be another Saturday, and then you get it three days after that. It's the longest wait for a game in the history of the world. No one even cares anymore. I'll care the night I walk in here and it's on. That's it. I'm not going to – do you think I'm going to sit around on Sunday and, and go, man – I can't wait for tomorrow. There's a national championship game. I don't even care now that they're playing. I won't deny that it's a really good game. LSU and Clemson is a really good game. But it's lost its flavor with the wait. I mean, it's already been, what? They played on the 28th. It wasn't even New Year's Eve. That's what they get for playing on the 28th. That's all because of this schedule that they've concocted because they refuse to play the games well, on New Year's they're Day. They're all a bunch of idiot oh, nimrods and asshats. There you go. Your Boom. Boy, your boy James is off because the only time they had success in that game offensively was when Peyton got creative or you know too cute, as he said, with Taysom Hill running and throwing and catching. Like, that's when they had success. When it was Breeze back there just doing his thing, they were terrible, and it's because they couldn't block. Because Minnesota took their defensive ends and said, you know, these are our best players. You suck in the middle. We're bringing them inside. And Griffin and Hunter were in the backfield every snap. Brees had no time. The second the ball was in right. his hands, one of those guys was in his face. Right. Do you, you know the guy that runs back the punts for uh, New Orleans? That guy's incredible. Kicks and punts. Why don't they use him as a receiver more? That guy's got absolute lightning bolt speed. Speed kills. Thomas has got great hands. I'd use that other guy with speed. And then the kid Hill just makes plays. He's become a rock star. Do you remember when the Jets used to use that and Bills and everybody used Brad Smith that way? Right. This guy's better than him. He is way better. Yeah. He's bigger. Like, you know, Brad Smith was was good at right. running and throwing, but he was a smaller guy. That's right. why they moved him. Like, Taysom Hill's like a tight end that could do it all. He's unbelievable. Uh, he's got a bright future if he stays healthy. He kind of reminds me, I got to tell you, of uh, Christian McCaffrey who just makes a lot of plays, yeah. and they use him as a flex and everything else and as a running back, and, and that guy could do anything. He could be a receiver, a quarterback. I think he could do anything. I think Hill can do all that stuff too. That's why it kind of stinks when they came out of the old pro team. Like, they had that flex position. Right. Mafia, are you all right? You're choking in there like I was earlier. We got a situation here, Carver High. And McCaffrey's so good, so they had him in the flex position. But, I mean, I think Hill was more of he – maybe he doesn't get the biggest stats that McCaffrey got. I think he was more deserving of that because the guy they said it like he played. They should have given him the flex thirty position. snaps at like five different positions this year. But they gave it to McCaffrey. They gave it to McCaffrey because everyone loves McCaffrey. Uh, Mark in Baltimore, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey fellas, how you doing? Hey man. Look, um, my picks for the Super Bowl. I'm gonna tell you, I'm a Baltimore fan. 
die hard. But I've got Kansas City, Minnesota in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, as far as Baltimore, Tennessee goes, I got Baltimore winning by at least 14. Um, you know, Henry the monster, I'm not taking anything away from him. He runs old school straight at you, through you. Um, it's not a whole lot of tricks up that sleeve. However, it's got to equate to touchdowns. Baltimore is going to put up their 24. Can Tennessee match it? Um, I, I just don't know. As far as the Kansas City game, I, I got Baltimore, Kansas City. I think it's going to be a nail biter. It's going to come down to, uh, you know, uh, who has the ball last. Um, it, it's going to be great. But as far as Tennessee goes, I don't even have this game being that close. I think that Mahomes can actually do it. I think he can beat uh, Lamar Jackson. I think that Lamar's incredible. He's been phenomenal. He's been amazing. He's been fun to watch. And I, I actually uh, think he could be beat. And I think uh, a, a really good day by a quarterback could beat him. I mean, uh, he's a running guy, I think. I understand he passes it, too. I get that. But he runs it like no one else, right? And uh, and Allen's the other guy that runs it well, the Bills quarterback. But this guy, Jackson, runs it at a whole different level than him even. But I just think Mahomes, uh, for me, is a better quarterback. And I don't know, a lot of people are going to argue, you could argue all day, but a lot of people are going to say Mahomes is a better quarterback. So I, if anyone can beat him, it's it's Mahomes. So I don't have a problem with your uh, theories. But he has Kansas City, Minnesota in the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, possible. I, I think, look, there's eight teams left. Anyone can do it, I guess. I think they've already written off Tennessee, uh, they're, you know, people are giving them no chance. That's insanity. They just beat the Patriots for Christ's sakes. Honestly, like give it, how do you not give them any respect at all? They just beat Tom Brady and the Patriots at Foxborough. People act like that's some kind of piece of cheese. You know what I mean? What they did to the Patriots is unbelievable that they actually went up there and beat them. Do you know they've won 20 of their last 23 playoff games there? <laughs> they never lose and they beat them. They kicked their ass. If they would have played another quarter, they would have put another two touchdowns on him. I really believe that. This guy was wearing them down like no one's business. He was running through them like they were toilet paper. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the number to get on the bench. Brandon in Oregon, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what up, y'all? How's it going? Hey, dude. Uh, Hey, I was uh, I was just calling. I was wondering, Pharrell, if uh, there's any underdogs you're going to be taking on the money line for NFL this weekend. I'm, I got to make some money back. And uh, also, my last question was: uh, Me and one of my buddies were having a debate today on who is the best DB of all time, Mel Blunt or Deion Sanders. And I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. You know, I know you're a Steelers fan, so right. maybe a little biased. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to hear your opinion on well, that. Well, I don't think uh, Mel Blanc gets nearly enough uh, respect for uh, his amazing uh, career and accomplishments. And he was certainly, um, you know, a more violent player than Deion Sanders ever was. Uh, I think that, you know, Mel Blunt meant business. Uh, he hit like, you know, George Atkinson hit. And... Um, you know, frankly, uh, he was feared. So when you went out to uh, catch a pass and he, you were playing against them, you knew uh, there were guys that heard footsteps and there were guys that were literally scared that they were going to get lit up by Mel Blunt, and that's just all there is to it. I don't actually believe that anyone uh, feared Deion Sanders physically, but I think that he, in my opinion, as I've I've had this argument with several people, 
uh, over the years. I, I think he's, you know, um, the best corner I ever saw. But, uh, I mean, from, a uh, you know, picking off passes and, and being, uh, it, for quarterbacks to be in fear of throwing to that side, I thought he revolutionized this, the position. Where, you know, you get guys like now, like remember when Sherman had that respect and uh, Revis Island had that respect, and now your guy, what's his name, White for the Bills, has got that respect, and Gilmore pretty much has that respect. But I don't think White or Gilmore have anywhere near the respect uh, that Deion Sanders had. Uh, yet, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that white guy's phenomenal, uh, but he's only done it really for me this year That where he just really stood out like this guy's a dangerous corner, right? But, <clears throat> excuse me, I really think all around what Dion did, uh, running, you know, kicks back and playing uh, corner and picking off passes and scoring touchdowns, uh, and, you know, what he did, uh, frankly, in college at Florida State and what he did in Major League Baseball, uh, where he played for the Braves and played in the NFL for the Falcons and all that. I just thought he was the most exciting player that I ever saw. And uh, the fact that he's in the top 100 players is of no surprise to me. Um, I, someone asked me once uh, who I thought one of the most competitive uh, people was I ever saw, and I said Deion Sanders was one of them. And I was not a uh, primetime fan. I was not, I'm was i a Canes fan. I hate Florida State. But I respected him. And we've had this conversation on this show many times where I tell you over and over emphatically that I respect great players. I don't care what team they play for. If they play for the, the worst team that I hate on the face of the earth, I still respect great players. If you're a great player, I, I recognize that. And I'm like, this is a problem. We got to deal with this guy tonight. I think that's the essence of sports, that you have to compete against another team, right? And you have to stop their best players, right? In every sport. It does not matter what sport you name. It's the same story in all of them. You have to deal with their best player. If you're playing uh, hockey, if you're playing soccer, if you're playing baseball, if you're playing football, you know, or basketball, you have to stop the other team's best players, right? So I think Dion was one of those kind of players. But as far as the position goes and being you know, a true corner that hits and because people said Dion never tackled anybody, right? He just scored touchdowns. So I think Mel Blunt was overall a better corner and a better hitter and more feared. And I just think, I think Dion Sanders was the uh, flashiest uh, star player, uh, at least one of them that I've ever seen. So I think Dion Sanders is, you know, the most exciting guy I probably uh, ever saw play the position. But I think that, you know, overall, if I had to say who was a better corner doing the job that a corner has to do on both stopping passes and hitting people, Mel Blount was a better corner. Fair enough? I just, I just, I think that's a fair enough uh, assessment of it. So I hope that you won that argument and that if not, you should punch your friend in the face. Jason in New Orleans. Hey, hi there. Hey. Okay, I'd like to ask you, um, just like, um, you know, the quarterbacks, uh, you know, being different or changing the way right. they were, let's say, um, right. a decade or two ago. Right. You know, the Steve Young and all those guys used to play and so forth. I'd just like to ask you, now, with the head coaches, do you what do you think as far as 
the difference? Are they changing? I mean, it's without a doubt, with, without a, even a question, it's not even worth thinking about that it's changing. It's changing before your very eyes. Now, there are still pocket passers that drop back and throw the ball like, what, this Goff guy? Isn't he just a pure pocket passer? He drops back and throws it. Uh, like, you know, almost like Tom Brady. Tom Brady just drops back and gets rid of the ball as quick as possible. Um, really, when you think about it, Joe Montana was that way, too. I, you know, Joe Montana ran the ball a little bit here and there, uh, mostly in college at Notre Dame, right? He would do it. But in the pros, he was more, in my opinion, a, a pocket passer. Steve Young kind of revolutionized the position and being a running quarterback and throwing, right? He would he would fake you out and run it or, or he'd fake the run and then at the last second throw it. But nowadays, Carver, I cut Randall Cunningham. There's a lot of quarterbacks now, a lot of them, that do everything. Uh, they're very mobile and they're very quick and they do everything. Run the ball, throw the ball, run around the pocket, Break tackles like you know Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen runs the ball. He can throw the ball. Uh, we know what Mahomes can do. We know what Lamar Jackson can do. And then there's guys like Mitchell Trubisky who just drop back and uh, get sacked and do nothing. You know they're just pocket passers. I mean there's a lot of those guys. But uh, and then there's guys like really famous Jameis is basically a, a pocket passer. He drops back and he gets rid of the ball and he. He throws 30 touchdowns and he throws 30 picks. So I think the game's changing. I think that uh, there are younger, more athletic, mobile quarterbacks doing a lot more, in my view, nowadays than the stationary pocket passers. And that's all there is to it. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So, Mafia, I know uh, you saw Pharrell on the bench.com come through in the clutch in the wildcard weekend for all the fans. Now we got the divisional round. Two games Saturday, two more on Sunday. Pharrellonabench.com will be ready. You can bet on it. Pharrellonabench.com is all over everything. Every day you get pro and college rack, hockey, boxing, MMA, everything. Amazing price, killer results. Pharrellonabench.com. Everybody's doing it. They just won't admit it. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. So, Mafia, your boy, uh, Connor McGregor. Touchdown in Vegas for the uh, fight on the 18th. So that's in two weeks. So now he's in uh, Vegas. And he's looking lean, running in the streets of Las Vegas, getting ready for the fight. He's uh, out training. And uh, he said he was uh, two weeks from fight night. Great to be back on U.S. soil as he gets ready to take on Cowboy Cerrone. Do you think he'll be able to... Not get in trouble in the next two weeks in Las Vegas and uh, get arrested or anything else. Because every time he's in uh, America, he does something, whether it's at the Barclays, whether it's in Miami, uh, crushing a guy's cell phone. He got uh, those charges were dropped. Uh, the Barclays uh, was a disaster for him uh, with throwing the gurney at the at the bus. And then he attacked a guy in a pub. Uh, in Ireland, in Dublin, uh, it seems like whenever this guy just goes out as a normal individual, uh, everyday life, he can't seem to maintain his composure. There's no denying he's a great fighter, but he seems like he's an idiot uh, in everyday life. Yeah, although a lot of those were, you know, when he's off, not doing, not in fight camp, not getting ready for a big event. I mean, those were ones where he was just living his life, doing his thing. I mean, the Brooklyn thing was for his teammate when his teammates fight, he wasn't on that card, so. 
I mean, it's mostly on the East Coast and overseas. Uh, he did have the incident, of course, at the press conference with Diaz's where he threw the water bottle years ago in Vegas. So it's not like he has a clean squeak, clean record there. But I think when it's uh, you know fight week and fight camps, I think for the most part he's focused. I think he's going to be locked in. I think you know he knows right now, or at least hopefully someone's gotten his ear and told him that you need this win. You need to focus because this fight, A, can be dangerous if you take the guy lightly because he can knock you out. Yes, he's got – you know, more of a glass chin at this point in his career. But if he catches you, it's going to be dangerous. But, B, if you need this win because if you don't, you're going to lose all your luster. People are going to forget about you. People aren't going to care anymore. So he needs to be locked in for this one. Hopefully he is doing that and staying out of the, the Vegas nightlife. You think uh, he, he's going to win that fight, though, don't you? He's not losing to this guy. He should. They're setting it up for him to win. I mean, if it was his Cowboy Cerrone three or four years ago, I think it's more dangerous. I think he's taken so much abuse and fought so often that right now he's a lot easier to put on the mat, so I think that's what they're hoping for, that Connor's able to catch him, knock him down, finish him off, and look like the old Connor. All right. 855-212-4CBS. Dave in Alabama, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Farrell? Hey, Dave. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, bro. I'm talking to you. What's the problem? Check this out. Hall mail, hauling ass. Can you crack one open or pour in the frosty glass? Get him a fresh beverage, for Christ's sake. The guy's thirsty. My God. Hey, check this out. I was watching the uh, Eagle Seahawks game over the weekend. Right. And they got to get Nick Foles back or get Teddy Bridgewater as a backup for Carson Wentz. Well, I don't think they're getting uh, Nick Foles back. Uh, that's a done deal. He's gone. So they had their chance with him, and uh, they won a Super Bowl with him, and then he left. So it is what it is. Uh, Bridgewater, I guess, um, you know, that's doable. At the end of the day, they could probably make that happen if they really wanted to. Um, I, You know, they're going to have to do something because McCown's done, and, uh, you know, beyond that, uh, you know, it's not good. What were they? They were talking about what this guy Ward was going to play. Yeah, because I think Sudfeld was inactive. He, right. he was the original backup before he got hurt this year. So they they have to do something. They're, they're going to have to fix that position. I think there's, uh, you know, they have a lot of faith, uh, tremendous faith in Wentz. They like Wentz. Uh, they they feel like they can win a Super Bowl with Wentz. I, I'm certain of that. The problem is is that um, Wentz keeps getting hurt. When it matters most. I don't care what anybody says. The guy gets hurt when it matters most, and he doesn't play. So that's all there is to it. Like, what, next year I'm just going to, you know, I guess I'm going to just plan on him getting hurt right before the playoffs or in the final month or or maybe the day of the playoff game or maybe uh, in the divisional round or maybe in the Super Bowl, but it'll be something always because it, it, it seems like it always is. I mean, that's strike two right there, right? I mean, that was the first one was the Super Bowl. Now this one uh, in the wild card round, I won't deny the guy's got talent, and I thought he carried the Eagles the last month. Fair enough, he he won the division because of uh, his play, nothing else, no other reason. They got there because of him. So I won't deny he's good, but he keeps getting hurt. So they got to have another plan because it's always something with that guy. Any way you slice it, there's just uh, no getting around it. That's just all there is to it. People can say whatever they want. The, the reality is, is he didn't play. So that's that. And then, you know, of course, today they're talking about how he's fine and he's getting his locker cleared out and he looked good and everything. Well, who cares today how he's doing? 
I'm sure they do, but nobody else does when the season ended. And you got the glad bags out, right? It sucks. It is what it is. But today's fine. He wasn't fine yesterday. I won't deny the guy got his bell rung from behind, got his face smashed into the ground. That was not pretty, right? It is what it is. But it, it happened, and you can't ignore it. The guy keeps getting injured. So, you know, it's like they were talking today about this Tua Tagovailoa guy, right? I heard them all say, uh, you know, all these geniuses uh, and draft experts and pundits who said, uh, you know, as long as the guy stays healthy, he's going to have a bright future. <laughs> well, famous last words is he broke his hip in the, <laughs> in the uh, you know, at the end of the season, and he, he's finished. Right now he's gonna he's gonna start training in three months, right? Right now he's throwing sitting down in his house, throwing across the room the nerf ball to his girlfriend. I don't know what he's doing. But in three months he'll start training, right? But he'll get drafted in the first round, make a fortune. And at what point do you think uh, is there anyone in here that buys that he's a little dude and he could get rung up in the NFL as, as fast as he did in college? He's a great player, but here's another guy to you know, he got injured. Now he's playing on a broken hip. What's next? Like, uh, I don't I don't trust Wentz. I don't trust Tagovailoa. I don't trust yeah, him. Yeah, I, I think that you have to – you're taking a – you're taking a risk if you take him early in that draft. Um, you know, He's no, a little dude. No actual game action since the but, hip but injury. But Murray's little too, and he, he made it. He yeah, had a good season. Yeah, but he's not – Coming off a broken hip. Right, fair enough. But so, I, well, I think that he was at times good and at times really bad for Arizona. Yeah, I mean, most guys who are the you know playing in their first season should struggle a little bit. Fair you enough. Know, not everybody. I know. I keep going Immediacy, back to this. You're right. Not everybody is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. It just it just doesn't happen like that. He's not the only. Every, he's the only one. I mean, Lamar Jackson this year too. I mean, you know, he played the second half of last year and this year. He hasn't had too many bumps in the road yet. Not everybody is going to win the MVP in their first season. Young quarterbacks take time to right. develop. Some take a year. Some might take three or four. They, uh, nobody gets that kind of time in today's NFL, but that's just the way that it goes so far. Do you Look think, at Tannehill. Do, he sucked in Miami for years and years. Goes to Tennessee this year. He plays great. Yeah. Sometimes it takes time. Do you time. think Murray's going to be a good quarterback? Yeah, I think he's going to be good. Mafia, do you think Murray's going to be good? I got to wait and see. I think he he could be good, or he could be James Winston. You know, we got to see how it goes, how he progresses, and how that system develops too. Because let's not forget, he's he's not in this NFL system that's been established from coach that's been winning. He's in a system with a guy who was a college coach that is just ran his first year, right. and he get better with him. Right. Uh, John in Pittsburgh on the fan. You're on the bench. Oh yeah, hi. I know you guys are all um, Ravens fans, but you know what are you, what are you talking about? We're all sucks. Ravens fans. What? Yeah, the Ravens defense—it just sucks, man. Like, come on. All right, thanks. You're you're just painful. Okay, you're you're painful. All right. So how's that sound? First, first of all, don't call up here putting words in everyone's mouth that we're all Ravens fans, and then the Ravens suck. Was that what he just said? You know what, dude? I get it. You're from Pittsburgh, and you're a Steeler fan, and you're a tool, okay? I'm a Steeler fan, too, but I don't call up radio shows and act like a tool and say all the teams that are still playing in the playoffs suck. 
especially the team that won the division and kicked your ass twice, okay? Shut your mouth. Go to bed. Wake up. Don't tell anyone you called and embarrassed yourself on my show tonight. Don't tell anyone because you're going to – if they hear it, they're going to make fun of you. Someone's going to hit you in the head. Jay in Alaska. What's up, Pharrell? How hey, you doing, buddy? What's up, dude? Hey, um, I got three things for you, and it's it's, it's your Pharrell and Phil. You you tell All me right. how you want to roll it. All right. The first one is uh, on Anthony Davis. I'm telling you, bro, I haven't seen a better center in Lakerland since Shaquille O'Neal, and he's better than Shaquille O'Neal. And I hate to say that because I love Shaq, but man, that guy can hit outside shots. He can play inside. He's got mid range. He can play defense. I mean, he is amazing. Even more than LeBron, I find myself watching to watch uh, Anthony Davis. Right. I, I'm, I'm fair with that. I, I think that uh, Shaq was way more dominant inside. But yeah. No one's ever been that big. So he, he controlled yeah. the paint and the, and the rim. But I think that uh, Davis is a much better basketball player because he can take right. his game outside and, and he can do a lot inside as well. So he's a better all-around player. And then my number two thing is, is, is this Browns situation with their coaching? I mean, they screwed themselves by not getting McCarthy. What they needed was an adult in the room. I hear all this stuff about Josh McDaniels, Urban Meyer. These guys are the most loosey-goosey, non-disciplined coaches I've ever heard or seen. I'm a football coach. I've been a coach for 10 years. I run a very tight program, and I would never want some guys – that are just let guys do whatever that crap they want on the team, coach my team, especially with all that talent. And with a guy like Baker Mayfield, man, you need somebody to rein that kid in and point him down the right path because I think he's talented. He's accurate. He's a good quarterback. All right, I, let, let me just say, I, I think that I don't, I don't dispute that he needs uh, better coaching at this level. Uh, I would agree with that. I also, uh, I don't necessarily agree that, Josh McDaniels isn't, uh, you know, in my view, he's he's going to, I believe, rub off a lot of the Belichick stuff uh, in his style. I think that the first time around he was with a crappy team in Denver and he didn't have a quarterback at all. And I think he got blamed for everything like that naturally happens in the NFL. When coaches take crappy jobs, they lose and then they get blamed and then they get fired. I think the second time around for him will be different. And I think he'll be more like Belichick than he ever has been before. I think he's been up there so long. You can't tell me that it's not going to rub off on him. So I think he would do a much better job in Cleveland at this point uh, than all these other people that they're interviewing, to be honest with you. And then uh, as far as Baker Mayfield goes in terms of he needs better coaching, I also don't agree with you that he's this accurate passer. I think he's been um, anything but accurate. I think he's been all over the place. I think he's been wildly unsuccessful so far, and I think it's embarrassing uh, that he does 75 million commercials and he's like the face of the NFL and he's a loser. So he was a winner in college, I won't deny it, but he also was in a winning program. So, you know, everyone that goes there, Jalen Hurts went there and won, and he went there and won. And uh, prior to him going there, what was he doing? Nothing. Now he looks more like that quarterback, the quarterback that did nothing, than the guy that played on a team stacked with NFL players at Oklahoma. What's your other thing? So my last thing, and, and this is just me personally, and I'm, I'm going to get your take on this, because I'm a diehard Oakland Raider fan, and I heard some idiots on the radio, and I want you to call them idiots, 
saying that that Tom Brady's coming to to Vegas to coach uh, to play for Gruden? I mean, I was I want to say, shut your Pharrellian mouth. Yeah, I don't believe he's leaving uh, New England. I'll believe it when I see it. I think that uh, he and uh, Bob Kraft are still tied at the hip. And I think that I think Kraft is going to have to convince Belichick to give it one more season. And in that year and a half now, plan on uh, who's going to be the new quarterback after next year. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.